Welcome to the Content Creator's Guide. This is a place where we expand our knowledge on what it takes to be successful in an ever-expanding world of content creation. Join me as I sit down with individuals sharing their success stories and tips that help them get over the hurdles they faced on their journey to creation success. All right, let's create. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Content Creator's Guide. I will be your host, Patrick Conway, also known in other circles as Jaxus. Today we'll be talking to the creator of the True Vault Excapades. If I said that right, oh, I hope I said that right, Excapades. Uh, 120 plus downloads and has featured voice actors like Ryan Alot. I'm, I'm going to say this wrong, Alasio. Is that right? Is that Alasio? Yeah, that, okay. that sounds better. <laughs> uh, the voice actor of Deacon from Fallout 4. He appears in a cameo in uh, the True Vault Escapades in the case of the Cursed Cruise. He plays a short little cameo there as uh, Scott Rollins. And this show has been around since 2016. All right, so this guy's got his foot way up in that door. All right, <laughs> just so you know, he's also been uh, a nominee for the 2020 Here Now Audio Drama Festival for his work on the Midnight Series, which is a Bioshock podcast exploding into the 10,000 download range and, you know, projected with huge success. Please give a warm welcome to my guest, Preston Harden, a.k.a. The Atomic Group. How <laughs> you doing? You, thank you. Good. Great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I am so glad that you've given me your time today. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and get right into I, I tend to go boom right into things. I like to get right into the meat of the subject. So my first thing is, what was what inspired you to get into content creation? Ooh, well, I guess I've always been in that circle because I can recall as furthest back as middle school. Um, this was, you know, in the age of like Samsung flip phones, so I couldn't get Google Docs out and start putting things out on like. Uh, fanfiction.net, but I took things, uh, particularly Fallout, that I fell in love with when I was uh, introduced to the, I guess, mature gaming scene, uh, and I started writing them down on a notebook paper, and I would uh, just keep writing chapters to let the time go by, and as I uh, as time progressed, I guess, and I discovered YouTube and podcasting and other things like that, I began to uh, use those mediums as ways to uh, put my creations out there just for fun, which they still kind of are now, like just a hobby. Uh, it did not, I did not expect it to kind of explode in the way it has today, but uh, here we are and I'm still going. So uh, just, just like things I like basically is what inspired me. I just love gaming, love Fallout, love Bioshock, and I just wanted to kind of throw it up everywhere. And you love writing, apparently, because you do a great job at it. Thank you. I, 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 one, I, I can't say enough. Like, I really enjoy the the adventures that they go on. You know, uh, your characters are vibrant. They're live. Walter is great. He's like a throwback. You know, Bunny, uh, the, the name does not fit the chick, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> so you think Bunny, you're expecting some airhead right off the bat. She's no airhead. That is for sure. You know, right. that is a great character. I loved the show. And then the Bioshock spinoff elements to it. And then this this new thing that we're traveling into here, the you know, the adventures um my brain's shutting off. 
Cage? Cage Chronicles? Cage, yes, Cage yes. Chronicles, which is something I'm starting to get involved with myself, which is great. You know, I, I love voice acting, so anytime I get an opportunity to be a part of something like this is great. Um, so when you first started, um, what was your hardest like hurdle to get past when you first started, and how did you get around that? Oh boy. Um, so of course, I mean, without tooting my horn, writing was the easiest part. And I was already predicting there being a lot of speed bumps in the way in the terms of production. So it happened. And that was editing. And uh, oh no, actually, let's take it back. Voice acting, the casting process. Mm -hmm. I did not know anything about Casting Call Club or all of the usual websites and ways to get uh, voice actors as amateur as they could be. I just wanted a decent cast and back then my only medium was instagram which was at the time known as all underscore fallout which is now atomic underscore wolf and i would just reach out to people there saying hey i got a fallout show i'm putting out and i would like people to take part in it and of course i get a ton of dms and uh emails i give these examples which uh were like i link uh, old time radio shows so you can understand the Bent, I'm trying to get this sounding like, and um, I want to say 90% of the auditions I got were like children, and I was not expecting. <laughs> I did not know. I mean, back then Instagram had no insights. I had no idea what my fan base was, and they were either uh, really young, and I wanted them to sound like Humphrey Bogart, but uh, yeah, other, yeah. yeah, the other <laughs> end, the audio quality was super bad, and I was I just didn't know anything about like stuff like that, technical stuff. And when that was done, the editing process was just a pain because I didn't know anything about software. So I just got this bootleg Sony Vegas Pro, and I still use it to this day, actually. And I just like the sound effects and the dialogue placement. And I didn't even know what WAV and MP3 files were. I just like, just send me whatever. And you were just uh, like, let's shoot from the hip and see where this goes, right? I want, yes. And I, I wanted it to be released before Fallout 4, actually, because there was a lot of hype at that time. And I began writing the series, I want to say in 2013 or 14. And I didn't actually see the light of day until 2016. So Fallout 4 had already been released and I was a little disappointed, but you know, it, it, just the process itself, it was a lot of stuff for somebody who has no idea about editing. And <laughs> so now that you've gone through all these hurdles and bumps in, in the road and stuff, you've got a lot of insights now. And that's kind of what my show's about. It's about to help people who are trying to go through the steps that you went through without going through so many of the hurdles. Yes. So that being said, one of the things I'd like to ask you is, what did you find worked best for you in regard of mic and sound quality? Like, you, you know, microphones, you know? Um, for the voice actors? Yeah. Just, um, you know, I, uh, my biggest problem dealing with them, or even just the people who were just auditioning and didn't make it, was uh, background noise. Uh, I didn't know, uh, like many things I didn't know back then, about different mics. So I didn't know about Blue Yeti, uh, Snowball, uh, XLR shotgun mics. At that time, uh, yeah, at that time, I just uh, was like, give me good quality. Give me something that uh, doesn't have a lot of hissing, static, et cetera, et cetera. And uh I noticed the most common microphone that even a lot of my voice actors use nowadays is the Blue Yeti, which is like, you know, entry level. And honestly, it just gets the job done 
sound space, if it's minimal, if it's just slightly padded, it tends to work for me. And especially with my editor, he is a wizard, I like to call him, and he can help just increase the quality. So yeah, I think it's just sound space mainly though. Yeah. Sound space, somewhere quiet without a lot of background fans and Yes. See, I have—I don't know if you can hear my fan, but I oh, do yeah. have a fan going. <laughs> the thing is, is I can make the fan go away. You know, you won't hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's—and I do that through editing, which is my next question. What do you recommend for editing a show? Well, um, so I—I I, I managed to, through trials and tribulations, get through this process by. Uh, having an editor but what i do though i have my own part i have to fulfill i just use any sort of editing software it can be audacity or sony vegas like i said it's still bootlegged and i um i I just do that i just um i have my um voice actors usually send me i'm sure i told you like you know just send me scene per scene uh in a different file um and so i can just organize it from there and then i uh just I just use one of those, just nothing, nothing too complicated, but uh, if you can or, or, or afford it, uh, see if you can find yourself just somebody, even an amateur, who is good at uh, mixing and uh, engineering dialogue to help just polish the final product, uh, which, you know, I want to give a shout out to Ethan Walsh. He's been a fan of the show for a while now, and he happens to be an audio engineer professional, and uh, he's been helping me with the show since then. So, uh, you know, either works. Uh, I, I used to do it without him. I used to just do editing, polishing, anything I could in my amateur way. And a way to make <laughs> it sound good. Yeah, you, you were like, listen to it a hundred times. If I don't hear all the cracks and pops, I did something right. All right. That's exactly my mindset. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I understand completely. And a lot of people out there will understand that completely. Yes. Um, so I did send you a little text a second ago. Um, in your thing just so you have a i have a question for you that i want you to ponder till the end of the show okay all right um so folks we're going to kind of take a little break here this is kind of like my mid break this is where i'm going to say thank you to all my patreon listeners for your support and if you have not yet uh please follow like subscribe and be sure to write a review of our show also because it helps me with my algorithm so people can see who i am if you could please send me an email with your comments and questions to ccreatorsguide at gmail.com or follow me at, sorry, I always say at and then I say at again and it feels so weird to say that, uh, at ccreatorsguide, and then I want to say .com after that. It's not a .com, that's just the Twitter name. Um, <laughs> but we'll be right back after this message and a short clip from today's talent. Due to some technical difficulties, I'll be setting up today's clip. In today's clip, we have Walter and Bunny trying to smoke out a mercenary by the name of Alan Marks out of a building, and it's just kind of how they go about doing it, and I hope you enjoy. Here's the clip. Alan Marks! Mr. Alan Marks! This is Lieutenant Humphreys of the New California Republic. We hereby order you to step out of the house with your hands in the air. You are being detained on the grounds of multiple counts of murder. Do you hear me? This is the end of the line for you. The shadow moved. Yes, I see. If you do not reveal yourself to us, we will have no choice but to use deadly force. Do you hear me, Alan Marks? Look, I am no negotiator, nor do I plan to be. You have one option or to other. I have more than ten men here ready to fire upon you, and I have a short fuse. 
It would be in your best interest to give yourself up, Alan! Well, he's not exactly dangling any bait to grease him out. Oh, he took it. Now all that's left for him is to either die right here or die sometime later in NCR custody. The light just cut off. What? Oh, no. Hide all you want, mercenary! You're only going to make your final moments more pathetic as you scurry like a rat in the darkness! This is your last warning! Open the door, come out unarmed, and surrender yourself! I don't think he's doing it. Okay, boys, move in and... He's shooting back! Open fire! He's firing from inside the house. Alan, no! Stay down, Cynthia. Come on, Bunny. Let's help him out. Right there, by the window. We've got men down! Humphreys, tell them to deploy grenades. We need to clear them out right this second. Right, Walter! Deploy frags, boys! Deploy frags! Get down, everybody! Welcome back, everybody. What went through your head when coming up with a name for your show? Oh, that's a good one. So I was actually in the shower one day after having formulating this plan. Yeah, after the scrub a dub dub in the way, huh? Yeah, the, okay. <laughs> the 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 entire podcast, uh, in fact, began just by listening to a song of which I have the record for. Um, Let me love you tonight by Charlie Spivak. I think that's how you pronounce it. Spivak, Spivak. Um, from 1944, it sounded like a radio style intro to me. It's this old big band song. Okay. And I was like, this would go so well with a, uh, old time radio show. And I love fallout. So let's mix them together. And when I was thinking of names that very night, I was in the shower and I was thinking about, um, what something that sounds like pulpy and poppy, something that you'd see on an old, um, comic book, uh, back in the forties or something or in fallout. And really. I couldn't really find something super original, so what I did was I thought of the magazines, the skill magazines from uh, Fallout 3 in New Vegas. One of them is called True Police Stories, which features Oh, yes, detectives. yes. I yeah. remember that, yeah. And so I just wanted, like, something about just true. I, I don't know what that was. It just sounds so, like, oh, wow, this is gripping. It's true. And so I... It had a dynamic element Vault. to it. Yeah. yeah and I got you. Instead of True Police Stories, True Vault Escapades. So I sort of pictured it like a uh, skill magazine that you could pick up <laughs> you know so that's where it came from oh that's excellent well and then it also gives you a very very distinct idea of what your show is about and i think that's a very very common thing that people miss like they come up with you know catchy names but it doesn't really tell you what it's about you know it doesn't give you any kind of yeah. and i noticed that so i mean that's great i love that um so all right, this is one for you. What is a question that content creators fail to ask? And, of course, what would the answer to that question? Goodness. Uh, off the top of my head, what does the audience want? And, uh, I mean, if you're making a show for yourself, like, that's one thing. But, I mean, if you are trying to appease an audience or just give the people what they want, um, it, I think that's I think that's something a lot of people may not ask themselves because 
Um, I mean, why not? I mean, there's, I, I, I can always find a way to mold what they want into something that sits right with me and put it out there because, um, gosh, this is, that is kind of a weird thing. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't really give any um, examples of creators whom I think have or haven't listened to that before, but I find myself catching myself uh, doing that sometimes. Like, like failing to ask that question of yourself when you're coming up. Yeah, with like right? for instance, people thought that Bunny at some point in the show stopped becoming that badass detective girl that she was sometime in the middle, like in the strip, when I called the show the strip. And she sort of became the damsel in distress. And I had sort of lost just her character for a moment, I guess, just a little bit. And uh, I started seeing a trend of people saying that. And I started to just reinvigorate Bunny again, bringing her back to her roots. Where she I could almost ago. tell you where that happened. Yes. I, I, I felt like there was a point where she was softening up. I think it was becoming more relationship elemented for a moment, yes. like between uh -huh. her and Walter. And then there was this like turn where it was like, okay, we need to toughen her up. And make it where, like, she's a crack shot, and so yep. that, you know, that, and that seemed like, okay, Walter's, you know, missing shots now, and he's needing help, and okay, now Bunny can start help saving him, and I saw that kind of, like, not really a total change, but like a melding, and I thought yeah. that was great. Um, the show itself is actually based, not, not just the song I, I mentioned earlier, but the show is actually a direct inspiration from this very popular detective uh, serial known as Nick Carter, Master Detective, which was a huge radio series back in the day. And I literally molded Walter and Bunny after with just a few tweaks. And Bunny is, at, is uh, based after Patsy, who is Nick's secretary and partner, and they'll do cases together. She, of course, in 40s fashion, is the damsel in distress all the time. And I think I was trying too hard to make her Patsy and try to make it more like Nick Carter instead of its own thing for a short period of time. And Afraid to let go and just let it do its thing. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I, I forget. I was adding tweaks to Nick Carter, not not trying to imitate Nick Carter. So that's right. what uh, happened, yeah. And I can tell that Walter brought some of his own elements. That The, the character actor who plays Walter <laughs> brought some of his own juice to that. You know, I, I could tell uh -huh. it was... Yeah, Eric Huffman, he is incredibly Humphrey Bogart sounding when he when he wants to. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. yes, he yeah, he he does an incredible job. In fact, I think he is the only voice actor on the show who's been here since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's been switched out or I think you've changed. changed Bunny like three times. I have, I have. Um yeah, it's it's crazy to think how long he's stuck around. But yeah, don't intend on changing that anytime soon. <laughs> Who else are you going to get to make him sound like that? You right, know? who else sounds like Humphrey Bogart like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I can do a lot of voices. I don't know if I can copy that one. It's so yeah. unique. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it so is very stay, unique voice. I, I can get an old-timer voice, but I don't know about that one. Oh, man. Yeah, I think he's incredible. I, I really... So, um, what do you got coming up next? And where can people find you? Okay, um... What do I got coming up next? So we are about to enter into episode five of the Cage Chronicles. That leaves us with just, um, yeah, six more episodes to go in all. And then we will expect a return of Walter and Bunny in season six. So, oh, wow. Okay, so, cool. Yeah this, yeah, this was just a, um, a deviation. I wanted to try something new, something like a smaller miniseries. And, I have to uh, say I am enjoying so it. So far <laughs> that I've listened to it, I've really enjoyed it. And it's Thank not just because so I'm in it. 
<laughs> yeah, big big uh, Mandalorian vibes in the Cage Chronicles, which is an, another inspiration, an inspirational thing I uh, wanted to add in there, and I thought would be a great deviation. Um, but yes, uh, beyond that, um, I've, I've got huge, huge episodes with huge plot twists and stuff coming for the return of Walter and Bunny. So keep an eye out for that, and uh, they can find True Vault Escapades on. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts, basically. Um, I've got, uh, it also releases on YouTube. You can find me on Atomic Wolf there. And uh, I've got a Patreon if you'd like to support, because I release uh, new episodes there uh, as a sneak peek before everybody else. So that's going to be patreon.com slash radio for my Fallout radio station. They sort of, both those creations kind of tie in. Um I read the article on that whole thing. Ooh, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to do we'll have to do a whole new episode for April. Right, just on the, on the, what happened with all the radio stuff. Oh my god. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a like internet radio is not easy. It's really bizarre, but yeah. make it work somehow. <laughs> make sure you own your stuff, guys. There's a lesson for you. <laughs> all right. So, um now for my final question. What key takeaway would you like listeners to get from your time here on this interview? So I did think about that. And I think that the biggest thing, and that goes for anything you do, um, you should be doing it for fun. Um, Of course, have great ambitions for the future. And, you know, those things will come as you do those things. But, you know, do it as a hobby that you enjoy doing frequently and not as something you see just to do for, I don't know, profit views, clicks, whatever it may be. Cause I mean, I believe that just takes the fun out of it for you. <laughs> and uh, that's how I began true vault escapades as something fun. And um, yes, as I've continued to do it, great things have happened and I'm sure great things will continue to happen. But uh, I do those things because I have fun writing it and occasionally voicing in it. And uh yeah, don't. Yeah, I, I just I wouldn't do something this long if I wasn't having fun doing it. So be uh, passionate. Yeah. yeah, remind yourself why. Like, why did you get into it? Why did you start doing it? And that's that's like the biggest thing I think any creator should remind themselves if they hit a rut or they're asking kind of existential questions. You know, right, just, right. Yeah, do that. That I think that's my biggest, uh, my biggest uh, little piece of wisdom. All right. Well, all right, folks, that'll do it for me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please be sure to check out my guest's work and uh, keep creating. Bye-bye. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora. And all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon. <laughs>